Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Road Money Talks. This is a podcast where we're talking about a variety of things in the umbrella of money. How do you make it? How do you keep it? How do you invest it? How do you use a team? And why you need a team in the area of money. So we go back and forth in these conversations. And today we're going to talk about making it and uh, the real art of making it. Because, you know, most of my clients will say, Laurel, I'm struggling with cash flow. And I said, what are you doing to sell? So we're going to talk about that great four-letter word, sales, sales today, and how all of you can take some of the tips that my extraordinary expert's going to tell you today and start making money today. So Kayvon K is with me. We actually, I don't think I've formally met, but I've met you. We have had great conversations. You're a genius at high ticket closing, and I want you to share your background and knowledge. And the first question, yeah, I got to start with is, how'd you become a good closer? I mean, so many people are scared to death of it. Yeah, again, again, thank you so much for having me here, Laurel. How I became a great closer, again, it's the one thing that most people don't want to do, and that's just uh, experience and hard work. So I, I started closing, or let's just say sales. I always told, I always make the joke, I think I came selling out of my mother's womb. But uh, at such a young age, I was written off by the school system, ADD, ADHD, told I was never good enough. So all my life, I was in kind of survival fight mode. And I always knew that I had something great. I had something special. I just didn't know what that was. And I always found myself, no matter what situation I was in, I was always found myself selling. I was either selling myself to get out of trouble or selling myself to get the things I want. And I realized that that was kind of a natural gift. Now, there's a lot of things people talk about. Is sales, is it naturally born or can you train it? And, and, I, and I say it's both. I say there's people who are naturally born with sales experiences. And then there's some people who... You can learn it. It's something you can learn. But there's a little in between you cannot teach. And that's the conviction I always talk about. Yep. The conviction, the belief, the know, the, 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 the belief system, the knowing that you have the solution to their problem. That's it. People come, when we talk about high ticket sales and where I live, people come to me because they have a problem. No matter what, they come to me because they have a problem. Me, I have the solution or the people I work for, they have the solution. And I know that. So my job is not to sell them on our solution. My job is to get them to sell themselves on why they need my solution. Exactly. I got to go back to something that you said, because I think it's both. I think everyone can sell something if they're convicted. And, you know, everybody knows the funny joke. If you're married or had a relationship, you've sold somebody. Right. But the one the, the thing you just said that was hysterical, because I have that, too, is you used to sell yourself out of trouble. That's awesome. So I just want to presence that selling is about that, I'm going to say conviction, but also knowing the product. So with that, I want to kind of redirect into a little deeper point in there is like, I think of a car salesman or whoever, right? Somebody selling something they're not that passionate about. I mean, is that a rougher road? Do you want to just always target to the thing that you, you know, like you said, they're going to sell themselves. It's like in our sale, it's our sales pretty logical. Do you want to get rich or not? you want the real answers to how to get rich or not? It's yeah. so ours is more of a logical sale because it's like that. But speak it, to the people who are out there going, I sell a car or I sell a siding or I sell something I'm not excited about. I just am here to do it. Well, here's the thing, right? You, you just said something, you know, it, it's a logic sale. And, and 
again, I have to disagree because <laughs> people don't buy logic. They buy emotion first and then they think about the logic. And no matter what, I see this all the time with SaaS companies. That's and they true. go, okay, Vaughn, you don't get it. No, no, we're selling, you know, a, you know, a $1.2 million SaaS. No, no, no. That's your product and services you're, you're selling. So in the today's world, here's the biggest thing. The world of sales has changed. Now, in the past, as a salesperson, let's say you're selling a product or even a service, you have the power when you're a salesperson because there is nowhere that you can get the information as a buyer, as a consumer, as an educator to be able to make that decision. You were just listening or relying on that typical salesperson. But nowadays, with the internet, as you know, and how connected we are, the buyer is actually in more control than they've ever been. So as a salesperson, I like to say it's become harder. No, it's just, it's life. It's, it's become challenging. But at the end of the day, people still need a salesperson. This is what I love about sales. This is why I'm all passionate about all things about sales. Because in the world, I believe in the next 10, 15 years, there's going to be two types of people. First type of people are going to be telling robots what to do. And the second type are going to be having robots tell them what to do. And if you are a salesperson and you learn and understand the art of the high ticket sales, no robot in the world will ever be able to tell you what to do. You will always be telling the robots what to do. And what I do know in life is you don't get what you want, you get what you close, no matter what it is. You don't get what you want, you get what you close. So it's, I believe even if you're in business, whether you're a mother or a father, you need to know the true art of the ability to sell because I believe sales is just a transference of emotions for connection. That is it. If I can connect to you at a deeper level, it allows me yeah. to be able to connect to you at a level that you're at so I can help you make that decision to move forward. Whether it's for a $10,000 product, a $100,000 product, or a car, whatever that might be. So let's talk about the skills. So folks are listening from all over the world. We have six continents out here listening. So I want to keep the conversation you know, really broad. And I totally agree. The technology is going to replace so many people. And some of the greatest advice I've ever had from mentors is if you have anything to do, you learn to sell. So with that, what are some sales skills? So they're listening going, oh, it's finally time. I need to learn this. And uh, wherever they are in the world, they've, they've got to begin today. So how do you coach a beginner? Kayvon, what would you say to a beginner who's gone, oh, God, finally, he's convinced me I got to go do this? The first and foremost, I would tell you is that because I just said sales is a transference of energies and feelings and emotions, you as a salesperson, you got to set your foundation right. You have to be, when I mean you, you as a salesperson, you as a speaker on stage, you as the author, whatever that might be, even you as a podcast host, you are selling every day. You have to set your foundation, meaning you have to be completely in harmony with the things that you want, with the things that you need. If you're off, even by a millimeter, the sale is going to be off. I see so many people going, well, this person sold the exact same product in the exact same place and with the exact same customer. How come I can't sell it? Exactly. You can't sell it because you're not sold on yourself. Your sale is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside. So if you want to be a badass closer, you want to be able to be able to persuade people, be able to get people to take action, you have to take action yourself. So I always tell people the number one is the mindset of a salesperson. It's not about the skills. It's not about the tactics or the strategies. If the mindset and the foundation is off, the sale will be off. Now, some things people don't teach now these days is old traditional ways of selling. You go pick up a book right now and read it for the last 20 years. 
It will not work in today's uh, society. It just won't. The buyers are more sophisticated. So one of the tricks I tell people is don't act or sound or be a, ter- a stereotypical salesperson, meaning don't push the products and features. Don't oversell. Don't push the price. Don't try to justify. I see so many people justifying their value. They talk too fast. They get overly excited. They try to chase. They try to please their prospects. All of that does not work because at the core foundation, people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. So you have to get them to buy it, meaning you have to get the prospect to claim they want that sale, not you telling them down, you know, pushing it down their throat that they need it. And how you do that, Laura, because I know the next question was, how do you do that? Is by asking the right questions at the right time with finesse. One of the key questions you can ask are what we call a redirect question. A redirect question allows you to take control of the conversation. So if someone says to me and they say, well, well, Kayvon, is there a guarantee with that? Instead of me saying, oh yeah, there's a guarantee, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or coming back with some traditional objection of how to handle the guarantee. A redirect question is, well, suppose there was a guarantee. What would that look like to you? Brilliant. So let's stay along that line because I think just the formations of questions, like let's go down that track a little bit, Kayvon. So what are good questions and what are questions you should never ask? Well, there's the closed-ended questions. So yes or no questions are not good questions. They don't create a conversation. The answers are yes or no. You want open-ended questions instead of saying, did you have a good time today? It's yes or no. It's what was it about today that you love so much? Well, that's not a yes or no question anymore. A redirect question is when someone asks you a question to you and you redirect that question with another question, being able to open up and getting the prospect to think. You see, in sales, only one frame, we, I call it energy. Some people call it a frame. Only one frame will win. It's either yours or them. You're either being closed on their ideas, on their energy, or they're closing you on their ideas and their and their energy. So as a salesperson, you got to hold your frame. What happens is a lot of traditional salespeople, they do all the speaking. In high ticket sales, it's 90% listening. It's 10% speaking. And the speaking is only asking questions. To get to what we call is the core pain. So there's three levels of pain any buyer has. There's a surface level pain. There's the financial level. And then what I call is the personal level. So Laura, let's use it in the business context. Is I'm an entrepreneur and sales aren't coming in and I just try to do a marketing campaign and it fails. So they're going to call out to someone to help them out. And the salesperson is going to talk about the marketing campaign. Well, that's surface level. That's not really what's going on. As a result of the marketing campaign not working, let's go deeper. You didn't generate the income or the financials to now pay the staff and or pay commissions, and or pay the bills. It's a little deep there. But what if we even went one step deeper to that personal thing? How does it make you feel to be the owner or to be the entrepreneur of this company? You can't pay the bills. Your staff lost trust in you. Your campaign fell flat on its face. I mean, how how are you sleeping at night? Where else is this affecting you and your business? Where is this holding you back? Did you ever think once? in your life that you'd ever get to this point? 
where you didn't have any control of the things around you? You think I can sell them there? There comes a point where even with my kids, they're like, oh, mom, will you please not ask the questions? Could you just tell us what to do? I mean, wouldn't you agree? You could disagree. But what I find is it's so deeply in, embedded in who you are and how you have a conversation. You almost get to the point you don't turn it on, turn it off. Would you agree with that? Um, oh, yeah, no. Who- you just nailed it. You, there's no such thing as being half pregnant. There's no such thing as being <laughs> half a business owner. You are or you're not. I don't wake up Monday morning and decide to put on my high ticket closing hat. And then on Friday, I take it off. No, I am. it. I live. it. I'm all things sales. I am constantly closing other myself, people around me. Again, a doctor doesn't wake up in the, when they once they get their degree and say, oh, I'm not going to be a doctor today. You are or you're not. You cannot half-ass this stuff. You cannot half-ass being a salesperson or being a closer or being a business owner. You can't half-ass being a mother or a father. It just doesn't work. You have to be immersed in it. You, and that's why I said you have to believe in it. You have to have the conviction, the clarity, the certainty, what I call the three C's for a sale to happen. In order for a sale to happen is you got to have conviction, you have to have clarity, and you have to be absolutely certain on both sides of the game. The prospect needs to be absolutely certain that they know and they have the tenacity or the drive to do what you're offering. They have to have the clarity of knowing what they're going to get, and they got to have the conviction that they are capable of it and that you are capable of taking them there. And if I don't have conviction in what I'm selling, if I'm not clear in what I'm offering, and if I'm not certain it's the right fit, they will never buy it no matter what, no matter how great you think it is, no matter how well it's dressed up, what type of bow it has, it doesn't matter. Great insight, great steps to begin. And here I am listening and I have a database. Go more tactical. How do you organize leads? How do you do some of the infrastructure, I would call, of the sales process? You know what I mean? Like, I think you got to go back to back. You're going to get in an energy of selling and you go back to back on appointments and you have to set appointments. So talk about some of that infrastructure and how you coach that. Okay. So it goes based off of philosophy. If I call you, I'm a salesperson. But when you call me, I become an expert. So my philosophy is I got to get my clients to call me. I don't want to call them. I don't do outbound. I only do inbound. And that's because we do higher ticket items. So I have to create that authority and that position for myself. So how I do that, I mean, we have the beautiful world of the internet, of email, of social media platforms, of funnels, of email marketing, of blogs. So we can put all the marketing assets out there to create that authority. And we put our leads down what I call is that sales funnel, that online sales funnel that puts them through all these different processes. And if they fall off, they get, you know, if that, then this, if that, then that. And by the end of it, they get an invitation to book a call with me. They get an invitation to get on the phone with me or one of my closers. So that when I pick up the phone, they're already 80% sold. If I'm speaking to someone and I have to ask them or if I have to convince them or I have to tell them what we do, I don't want to talk to them. I'm wasting my time because there's a lot of ways we can educate the client now, the consumer. The, the, the prospect on what it is we do on who we are before we even have to pick up the call with them. Because the reality is, is people are not ever going to put down 
a credit card online for 20K. They need to speak to someone. And that's where we come in. That's where high ticket closers come in. We get to be the people that get to speak to those prospects. They already know of Laurel. They already know about the round table. They already know what they're going to get. They just need to speak to someone to ensure it's the right fit for them, to ensure that they're making the right decision. So, Kevin, talk about the threshold. Um, actually, it's more of a definition question. When you say high ticket sales, where's your threshold and how you yeah. say high ticket? Because I think, at least in our experience, getting more than 2000 without a phone call on it through the internet, for example. I mean, there's a lot, there's a reason why 1997 sells yeah. well and below, but yeah. what's your thresholds so, and what you would call those different levels? I love that question because I always tell people that's such a loaded question because the true reality of that is high ticket or that threshold is in the mind of the closer. And that's the most important key. It's the, in the mind of the closer, what they believe is high ticket or not. See, I don't believe anything. I believe high ticket starts at 15, 20K. But I know the market, what I'm seeing today is exactly what you said is around two grand to $2,500. Meaning if you have a $3,000 product right now and you're trying to sell it over the internet, you're going to have a hard time without having a closer in place. My old business partner and I, we built a $15 million business on a $2,500 product without any closers straight from webinar. But we also have some clients that need closers at a $2,000 offer. But if anything less than around $2,000, that's a great thing nowadays. You don't need closers. You got the internet and you got all the tools to help sell that automatically, you know, through webinar, VSL, masterclasses, five day challenges, whatever that might be. So for me, high ticket starts around 5,000 and it goes up. So what gets you interested now? Like, what are you selling? Do you sell for other teams? You just sell your stuff. Uh, tell us a little more about how you've arrived here. Like, what was your trajectory? So people are listening. The way I was listening for this is you just didn't arrive as you are the expert. And so, well, oiled. you just got to do it. I mean, you do it without even having to think about it, right? Like, well, I mean, but I've been doing it for 20 years. But how I arrived yeah. to where I am today yeah. is, you know, through failure, right? It was about three years ago now, maybe four years ago now, I was a, I was $150,000 in debt. I was literally standing in line at the bank to claim bankruptcy. And that's because I was trying. I was a failed entrepreneur at that time. I was trying to be someone I wasn't. I was trying to run away from sales. I was trying to be a digital marketer, I, uh, an influencer. I was trying to do the online game. And it was fail, fail, fail because I was not in my core genius. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And instead of claiming bankruptcy, which I, I, again, I'm just maybe my tenacity or maybe my, you know, bullheaded stubbornness, I refused. I walked out of that meeting that day, uh, so the line that day and went back to the drawing board. I called some mentors and one of them said, Kayvon, what do you, what, what do you think was going to happen? You're trying to be someone you're not. You are a salesperson. Go do sales. And at that point, you don't know what you don't know. I only knew corporate sales. I had left a, uh, I was the number one pharmaceutical sales rep in the country for one of the largest pharmaceutical companies. And I hated corporate sales. I wanted nothing to do with it. So I only thought that that was the only way to make money, you know, or sell cars or boats. And I wasn't really into that. And when my mentor showed me this world of high ticket sales and, sh and showed me that people book on your calendar, I said, okay, what? They book on your calendar? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and I just got to pick up the phone and close them on a $10,000, $15,000 deal and collect 20% commissions. He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I was like, to me, it was like, that's like freaking finding kryptonite or like gold. 
So it wasn't less than three weeks I was making 25K. I went from being $150,000 in debt to earning $50,000 a month just because I learned this one skill. I mastered it. I, I, I really just took my years of sales. I tweaked the old traditional ways to the new way of selling, asking the right questions, understanding that I'm in charge. I'm not trying to sell them. They're trying to sell me, position myself differently. And it was, we were off the races. And, and now because of that, I have my sales training program that people purchase off me. I also get hired by big corporations and companies for me to come in and do sales talks and trainings. And I run several sales divisions and teams implementing my systems, my tools, my philosophies, everything I've learned in 20 years, especially the things I learned over the last four years of high ticket sales. What do you think is the hardest part? What's the easiest? What's the hardest? That's an interesting question. What, the easiest, you know, what, I, I love think it. a lot of people, they, they, they make it all up. They make up. Like, I think if I could only do one thing all day, I'd sell. Whether it's negotiating a business deal, you know, because I do a lot of what I guess Shark Tank, you know, kind of stuff that's still selling someone on somebody else's vision. It's selling somebody to invest. I love coaching and I would sell before I coach. Like, I love it that much. But that's easy for me. That's easy for you. Yeah. So as you think about it, what is you're out here listening? What would you tell people about what's easier than they think, what's harder than they think? i got to modify my question. It's the same thing. The easiest thing is picking up that phone and dialing. The hardest thing is picking up that phone and dialing for people. So let me explain. <laughs> you, and you know that's that. Awesome. You laugh. You laugh because you know that. Oh, I know. But I, yeah. I know. I know. It's it's and it's the truth. Is is it's so easy to pick that phone up and just hear a bunch of no's until you hear a yes. I mean, anybody can do it. Like right now, if you're in a position in your life where you're like, man, I need money, or hey, I need some, I need to bring in cash right away. There's only one way to bring in cash: pick up that phone and start dialing. But it's the hardest thing for people. And that's why it goes so much deeper in sales. It's not about the piece of plastic or the phone. It's about the person you see in the mirror. And if you look in that mirror and you don't believe in what you offer, you don't believe you're worthy enough or you're deserving enough or you're capable enough, that phone will always feel and look like a thousand pounds. And that's why I say the best salespeople aren't the ones that have the tricks aren't the ones that necessarily have the experience, aren't the ones that know exactly what they're doing. The best salespeople are the ones that have this solid foundation. And every single day, they have tenacity and they have this confidence that it can, that can withstand a bunch of no's and withstand judgment and withstand all the things that are going to come in your way to tell you not to do the one thing you need to do, which is just pick up that phone and dial. Plain and simple. I got to ask one question, just a clarification, because you said, you know, you get the phone to ring. We do, too. When people say, do I have to cold call? Just because you pick up the phone and dial, and I want you to clarify that, that doesn't mean that the person hasn't dialed in before, because we're we're like 100% the same way. There's no one who would just, we go buy a list and we would cold call. Somehow they got to us through some funnel, some stage, something. So clarify those people who are scared to pick up the phone who, and earlier you said you want the phone to ring to you. And yeah. then there's those days where you still got a warm lead. You got to pick up the phone and dial. Yeah, so yeah. Clarify that distinction. And it's funny you say that. Cause I know I have to clarify that because people literally take things I say too literal, right? The ideal world and the philosophy is you, right? When they call you, you're an expert, you call them, you're a salesperson. Well, guess what? Your job is sales, baby. Sometimes you got to pick up that phone and you got to dial. So if, if the phones ain't ringing, 
You got to be dialing, plain and simple. You just call your network. There is nobody, I always say, nobody in this world has a $50 problem and nobody in this world doesn't know at least 50 people that have a freaking problem because everybody has a problem and everybody's looking for a solution to that problem. Figure out the solution to that problem. Your income is in direct proportion. I think Jim Rohn said it. I never steal people's quotes. Your income is in di- and your wealth is in direct proportion of the problems you solve. Become a problem solver. Close people on that problem, uh, that solution, and you'll make a lot of money. So when it comes to, again, Laurel, you said, when it, look at yeah. this. This is, the, this is the problem. 99% of sales forces, sales teams, sales people look at their CRM as a trash can. The one percenters like myself, I look at that CRM like a gold mine. And that's what it is. Well, it's the highest asset. I would tell everybody, it doesn't matter which company I'm in. Like I've got some companies that are really interesting over the summer, like the Black Hole, right? The Raider Nation. And there was no database, not no true database. And I don't care what company, pizzeria. So I met a kid yesterday and he sells burgers, fries, and chicken. Like that's it. And the same conversation um, with all of these guys is, where's your database? And he said, well, I just sold burgers. And I said, I know. So keep track of what they're ordering. And then get into a text process. And if they're in a pattern of every Saturday, they come for a burger, fries, and two, you know, chicken, then document it. That's how I built pizzerias and flipped them for, you know, three times the money. We would know. Kayvon on Sunday night watches or Monday night, whatever, watches a sport, you know, and he orders pizza. We would track it. We document it. We would precede it. I don't care if there's a Business in the world, and I could talk forever about databases because I think it is the greatest asset that somebody could build and monetize. And so many people, again, think it's, a, you know, like you said, a junkyard. You're talking next level <laughs> stuff, right? You're talking foresight, understanding yeah. who your prospects is, the buying, be, be buying oh, yeah. behaviors. Yeah. So, so let me, yeah. let me, I know we're coming to an end. Here, yeah, I was going to so say, wanna, we got to go. And, you know, I'm going to have you on a whole, we should do like a whole month series, you know, where I yeah, well, we could, we could. File we could. and we just, kind of capture the stages of what people have to go through to get really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Turning turning you into a sales beast is what my goal is. <laughs> I love it. A sales beast. A sales good. beast. Okay. Awesome. So leave us with a great insight. Okay. Well, I love this. A great insight when it comes to sales. Yeah. Here's a great insight when it comes to sales. At the end of the sales process, when you've gotten their information, when you've gotten their credit card, where most salespeople fail is they say thank you. You never thank them for giving you your their credit card. You don't go to the doctor and the doctor says, thank you for coming in. You congratulate them. Congratulations. I look forward to working with you. Congratulations on your new car. Congratulations on the new contract. I look forward to working with you. Never thank them. You don't thank them for giving you money. You got to hold the authority all the way through the entire process, even after, even after you've gotten their credit card. And I'll leave one last little nugget that everybody loves. You know, when you get off that phone with someone or you've done a really good job on the sales process, but you have that little feeling that they're probably going to call back in the next couple of days and say they want to cancel a refund. You have that problem. This is all you need to do. Hey, Laurel, just before we get off the phone here, I wanted to say again, congratulations, and we're looking forward to working with you. We'll get started next Tuesday. But you're not going to call me over the weekend and tell me you had a change of heart or a change of mind or the dog or something like that, and you can't do this anymore, are you? Because if you are, let's just talk about that right now. No, 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 I won't do that. You sure? 
It's all good. I mean, <laughs> if, if you feel like if you feel like you're going to get off the phone and it's not the right fit, let's talk about that. No, I'm committed. And guess what happens, Laura? <laughs> On the weekend when they want to call you and cancel, guess what they don't do? Exactly. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. So we got a roll. We will put in uh, to our future calendar a series, which would be fun with you. And then, you know, I'm just going to announce it out loud. And you haven't even said yes, but you will. Um, <laughs> that's my embedded, very strong sales goal is to have you out to one of our big table events where, you know, we bring in experts every once in a while just to really work through a series. And it'd be great oh, yeah. for all yeah, of those to, that are becoming it. millionaires or, or they're becoming multimillionaires. And a lot of those they're needing to learn. See, I think raising capital or think, you know, talking about capital, like even just a real estate person who needs, you know, a couple hundred thousand from a hard money lender, they have to sell it. They've got oh, to yeah. sell them and they don't see that. They don't see that. So I want to frame a variety of business transactions and just keep pointing it back to you have to have this skill to be yeah. successful. So I, agree. I appreciate you being on and uh, all of you that are listening again, we always send you to asklaurel.com. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L. Go to asklaurel.com, put in your name, your phone number, your email, your request. And you say, I need a private session with Kayvon. We will send that on and become a great closer, like an expert closer. And you'll, you'll make money for the rest of your life if you know how to do it. So Kayvon, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. And you just said it. If you learn this one skill, you'll never go poor ever again. So thank you for being on. And the rest of you, uh, you've been listening to Laurel's Real Money Talks. And we'll be back next week. More on the series. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.